supreme need of our time is for men to learn to live together in peace and harmony. I have directed the continued and increased close surveillance of Cuba and its military buildup. This is a strong nation. This is a compassionate nation. This is a decent nation. And this is a nation that will not let terrorists change our way of life. And with eyes fixed on the horizon and God's grace upon us, we carried forth that great gift of freedom and delivered it safely to future generations. Welcome to the American Perspective. I'm Joshua Newmark. In this episode, we discuss the medical care crisis facing America. President Trump said in his State of the Union address that he would be focusing on the cost of prescriptions in America. He has stayed true to his word, and recently he reached an agreement with Gilead where the pharmaceutical company would give away 200,000 HIV treatments per year for the next 11 years. Moving on from that, one of the things to consider is the United States is part of the 36-member country organization called the OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. One in every five health dollars is spent on pharmaceuticals, according to a report published in 2015 by the OECD. The United States pays the most per capita at $1,026 versus the $500 per capita spent over the uh, 35 countries that form the OECD. If you're not already asking the question, why is the United States paying more than the rest? With Congress and local government arguing over how to pay for insurance and who's covered, no one has talked about the actual cost of health care. While I commend the president for getting the wheel turning with Big Pharma, his administration has only tried to dismantle Obamacare. In 2006, I moved to Ireland, and while I was there, I needed health care. I purchased a monthly pa uh, plan for 45 euros a month, which is about $50. That coverage only provided me with 50% of a refund on all the out-of-pocket expenses every six months. So every six months, you would take your receipts, you submit them to the insurance company, and then in return, they cut you a check for 50% of your out-of-pocket expenses. So it's not bad. Now, I know you think that that's horrible, but here's the thing. Ireland controls the cost of healthcare. For instance, your local PCP or GP can only charge you about $40 for an office visit. That's it. Not 200, not 175, 215, but it's a flat rate that everybody pays and those offices cannot charge more than that, which is fairly affordable if you're not going to see a doctor that often. The local hospitals charge about $70 per day to a maximum of $700 for your hospital stay, which is all inclusive. As an example, if you go to the emergency room uh, and you're there for imaging and tests and then you're you know taken out that night, you only pay $70. If you're there for a month or two months or three months, your maximum out-of-pocket is $700. Uh, use about 600 euros, roughly. If you go to your chemist or the drugstore, uh, prescriptions were totally out-of-pocket. But they were also controlled, and I think the maximum I ever paid for anything was $25 uh, on gen 
generally, I think that they were, you know, maybe five or 10 euros when I was there. So still, it's not bad if it's a one-off that you need something. If you take all of that into consideration and now you get your 50% back, the program that I was on and the cost of care, it's actually cheaper to do that than what we pay for our insurance premiums alone. So take a look at the US. You pay on average 200 to $800 per month for a premium, and that's just your premium for the insurance. You have $20 averages for copays, and you have five to $20 per medication. That all starts to add up, and you don't get that back. So that out of pocket that you've paid is gone. A large section of the country is screaming for free healthcare, not considering the cost of the healthcare itself. I can see the need for insurance reform, fixing the Affordable Care Act, or repealing it. I cannot agree to give it away for free. We can all pay our fair share, and those are the things that the government needs to take into consideration. If you're on Medicaid, some of the programs you pay uh, per visit, maybe you pay $20 a month for your share of the premiums. So there's some structure in that. Those that are successful are not responsible for those that are not. So having the rich be taxed to pay for health care is not sustainable because eventually you tax the rich and they pay for everything. You bleed them dry. So then the next question becomes, who pays for it? Well, they move down the ladder. The rich are out. The middle class is out. The poor eventually are going to have to suffer. So we have to think about things that are sustainable going forward. Now, if we take into consideration the state of California, they announced that illegals will get free health care. Why should I or anyone else have to pay for a non-American's health care? We don't even take care of our vets properly. And let's take a look at that. Veterans have the worst health care in America. And in 2018, only 7% of veterans reported their health care as excellent. 7% out of 15 million insured veterans, 7% said they had excellent care. Many of them wait months for vital treatments and up to a year or more for surgeries. No wonder it's a low number. It's, tar it's just terrible coverage, and they're not getting anything that they deserve. In 2017, approximately 7.3% of the U.S. adults were military veterans. Physical health, mental health, and healthcare services are especially important for military veterans given the stressful and strenuous work that can be involved in such an occupation. In the United States, the Veterans Health Administration, the VHA, a subdivision of the Department of Veterans Affairs, is responsible for providing all forms of healthcare to veterans. Health insurance rates have been shown to be higher among those who have served in the military and in 2017, approximately 15.5 million United States Americans had health insurance through military health care. In 2017, the U.S. health care costs were $3.5 trillion. That makes health care one of the country's largest industries, and it equals about 17.9% of the gross domestic product, the GDP. In comparison, healthcare cost $27.2 billion in 1960, just 5% of the GDP, 
That translates to an annual health care cost of $10,739 per person in 2017. Now, that's an average. It doesn't mean that every American had that much in cost. But let's just say the $10,000 is the average, where it could have been forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 for those that, that needed the medical care. And in 1960, it was only $146 per person. Now, the equation of that's probably somewhere around $2,000 of today's money. Huge difference. Healthcare costs have risen faster than the average annual income, and healthcare consumed 4% of income in 1960 compared to 6% in 2013. A Princeton University study found Americans use the same amount of healthcare as residents of other nations. They just pay more for them as Americans. For example, U.S. hospital prices are about 60% higher than those in Europe. Government efforts to reform healthcare and cut costs raised them instead. Hospital costs an average of $3,949 per day, and in each hospital stay can cost an average of $15,734, and those numbers were reported in 2017. It all really boils down to the cost of medications, cost of treatment, surgery, doctors, surgeons. What can be done? We could be looking into setting up a national health system with hospitals, clinics, and outpatient centers. We could be paying for nurse and doctor educations. In return, they work for the national health system for a period of time. The U.S. could become a pharmaceutical company. The answer is anything but continuing down the same path, paying the same fees. And everyone making a buck off of the sick. My question to you is, what would you do or propose? These are just some of the items that I have thought about, and it doesn't even seem that the government thinks about anything. So send me your suggestions and your comments. Go to the website at www.americanperspectiveshow.com. There's a link in which you can send your feedback. You can also submit a recorded message, and those you can send by email, which is americanperspectiveshow at gmail.com. Or if you're on the Anchor app, you can reply with a, a verbal message, and I can play those in the next podcast. Until next week, thank you for listening to The American Perspective. If you've enjoyed listening to The American Perspective, now you can enjoy it even more. Join me over on CastBox, where there is a live show periodically every week. It's fully interactive on the app. You can call in for free and discuss all of today's hottest topics. You'll find all of the information on the website, www.americanperspectiveshow.com.